Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe, that's B L E A V, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So don't take it. So take advantage of all the amazing new offers available. Bet online where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show. I am one of your hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me, as always, is a man that was in the trenches. He not only played professional baseball, but he also played in the National Football League. The one and only Ed Easy Smith. What is good, my brother? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, bro. I can't believe we are one week away from closing out the 2021-22 season, man. It just seems like it flew by. Man, and, and we have been doing so. We're not uh where we haven't been hiding from our predictions. In the beginning of this season, we both predicted eight and nine for the uh for the Arizona Cardinals, and we are definitely pleasantly surprised as they sit now at eleven and five after a victory over the Dallas Cowboys. And so we're going to get into that for sure. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on what you saw as we look into that game. So definitely want to break that down. Uh, there was an interesting snap count that I sent in the in the rundown that I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, in terms of for a specific uh, skill position or uh, for a specific position group. And then uh, want to look at the it's crazy the playoff scenarios that the Cardinals uh, because going into this final this final week just because of that victory there are a lot of different there are a few scenarios that could play where the Cardinals could actually end up with the number two seed. Uh, so we'll see and we'll break that down and I'll get your thoughts on that. And then of course they're closing out the season finale with the hated rival, the uh, the wounded but still dangerous. Seattle Seahawks. So, um, so let's get to it. Watch the game. So the Cardinals were victorious, twenty five twenty two. They go into the uh, they go into Dallas to that to the you know the Jerry World as it's, as it's often called. And leading up into the week, there was all this. Everybody's up in arms. A three three game losing streak. They we had we had uh, chronicled the final six games of the season. The Bears was a victory. The Rams a loss. The Lions a loss. The Colts a loss. And so the definitely the sky was falling. And so they go to they go into Dallas. And you and I both we we thought that they would come out. They would come up short. Maybe they would fight valiantly, but they would come up short, uh, especially going into the week. What was it? Uh, Humphreys was going to be out, and all these things were kind of swirling. It was almost a perfect storm that would. Produce predict that the Cardinals would come up short, but they didn't. They came up victorious. Kyler Murray was doing some, was doing some Kyler Murray things. Cliff Kingsbury didn't seem to, uh, to, to panic too much <laughs> down the stretch, but how did you see this game play out? What was good? What was bad? And maybe what was smoke and mirrors, if anything? You know, Jay, this is just another example for me of you just, every time we think we have this league figured out and it's been even the Cardinals, because obviously we're, both Cardinals analysts, every time you think you got it figured out, Cardinals mm-hmm. go on this horrible three-game skid, you know, fall out of the number one seed, fall out of the lead, even in the division, 
And, you know, we get, we're going over to play the red hot Dallas Cowboys who just put the slacking on the Washington football team the week before. And we, we got to go on the road. You know, we just lost a tough one against Indianapolis and they go over there and they look like the better team and they look like they got the better coach. And I feel sorry. I'm sitting there watching that game and I'm thinking to myself, damn, Mike McCarthy, how do you let Kingsbury come in here and punk you like that? That's one of those things. If I'm a Cowboy fan, I'm even more worried than Cardinals fans should be right now. Really? No, I really am, to be honest with you. I I saw a a good game plan. I saw the Cardinals getting more back to a little more of their dynamic look. There were a couple of really creative plays I saw. Uh, You know, I have to look down the snap count. It's kind of early in the week. I haven't done all my homework yet in terms of number of snaps, total plays, you know, run versus pass and all that kind of stuff. But I did, you know, just in watching the game, I felt more comfortable with our coaching staff and our players out there, what they were doing, which is really surprising to me because, like I said, we're coming off a three-game skid, man, where we, I mean, we lost, you know, so no shame to lose against the Rams at home and Kobe, maybe even the Colts coming in here. But we lost to the Lions, bro. And that's, I mean, that's that's not saying something lightly. We lost to the Lions. Right. They just went out, they just went out to Seattle and got this. I mean, I don't even know if they were allowed to get on the plane and leave Seattle after that game as bad as they played out there. But I mean, I'm talking about the Lions, but we allowed them to beat us even though it was at home, on their home turf. But yeah. I was impressed at the fact that we came out. We seemed to put everything else behind us. I think we knew how important this game was. The sad part, though, Jay, okay, is when you shoot yourself in the foot like we have over the last three weeks, yeah, and then it, it coming. We've you and I have talked about this after a long, grueling now seventeen game, eighteen week season, right? Right. You get to the final end and you look back and you might fall one game short Woo. of so many different things. Uh, winning division could have possibly been a number one seed. You know, obviously you're throwing a couple of, and you look back to a Carolina game, you look back to a Detroit Lion game, mm-hmm. and those are the two that might catch you. And, and right. when I say that, that totally takes your season because now Imagine this. We kind of handle our business against Carolina. We handle our business against Detroit. Now you're still sitting in the one seed. You got to beat the Seattle team. You beat them, and, bro, you got a week off before you got to do anything. That in place, the scenario in place now, even if we win against Seattle, if the the Rams win, they win a division, now we got to go on the road for playoff games starting in the first week. So, I mean, you know, in in contrast – the Rams get to stay home. They'll still have to play that first week because you only get one first round bye. They will get to stay home and play whoever they're matched up against. It's the littlest of just details that sometimes, you know, you lose it because people will start applauding and clapping hands if we finish either 11 and six, no, 11 and six or 12 and five, whichever it is. We definitely want to stand and give the golf clap. But for me, right. it's the man, we were so close to this being even something more magical. And that's not saying we can't, you know, do what we got to do on the road, but just think of the potential, what could have been. And not that, you know, but as far as this Dallas game, very impressed with what they did. I'm sorry about getting sidetracked there, but, you know, I'm very impressed with what they did going over to Dallas when neither of us thought they were going to come back here with a W. They did it impressively. Now, and so we can get into some of the things in terms of if there are specific uh, players that, that impressed you. But one of the things that's interesting to me locally, so Monday, and then, of course, as we're recording this on Tuesday at the end of the day here, it seems as if 
uh, it's been a, a collective sigh from at least from the media and maybe from some fans as well, as if now the ship has been righted. Is that is is that too much? Is that too much optimism, or is that one of those things where you can't? where we have to wait and see, maybe see how they finish up the season here with the Seahawks before we start to think that the sunshine is really out again. Yeah, that's one of those things, Jay. This game, this league and game is a week-to-week thing, so you don't want to hang too much on those three losses, just like you don't want to hang too much on this one win because we could very easily come out here and wet the bed against Seattle and throw ourselves into a, a real tizzy going into the playoffs. So for me... I, you know, I'm hoping that it's, like I said, it's one week at a time, bro. And you know, right now we, we can come on, you know, we just like come off the win, the big win, pat ourselves on the back. Don't break your arms, patting those, patting those backs, you know, because there's a task in front of you. Now, the tricky part about this week is we do have something to play for, meaning, you know, our record's matched up with, with the Rams. I don't know how to tie break. I think if we end up with the same record, we would get the tie break because of our division a record. So there is something laying on this game, whereas in a lot of some of these other scenarios with other teams, some of them don't have anything to play for. Green Bay's already wrapped up the number one seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, go to, you know, other lists, you can kind of figure those out. But we do have something to play for in this game. It's also tricky because you don't want to go out there and anybody get hurt either going into the playoffs. So it's almost like you got to play with reckless abandon and caution at the same time, which is, hmm. is, is rough because I'm sure Kyler Murray and some of the other dudes on the Cardinal team, they're looking and like, they're going to watch. And your boy Aaron Rodgers, he might not even come to the stadium on Sunday. He might right. watch this one from home because he has that luxury. And they've earned that luxury, a luxury mm-hmm. that we almost had. Meanwhile, we got to go out there, you know, pedal to the to the ground and might not even be for anything. We might play, mm-hmm. give it all we got, and in the end, we're still going to end up whatever seed we are. Now, I know we can jump up and stuff like that, but if everybody wins in front of us, we stay right where we're at. That's the tricky part about this week is getting dudes motivated. They were already in, but there's a scenarios that could happen, but they might not happen. But we still got to go out there and play like we want them to happen. Right. So it's tough. It's tough. So, so before we get into these crazy scenarios, and it makes me think that I'm in uh, Algebra Two, looking at uh, what are they? What do they call them? <laughs> the Matrix, the Matrix, the Matrices. But one of the things that was interesting to me, I was looking at CardsWire, um, CardsWire.com, and so they pointed out some of the different, um, some of the different, the the snap counts. And so, without what was interesting to me, with forty some odd snaps compared to, I think it was less than less than five. So, I, the the link I don't want to bore with trying to put up the link. But what was interesting to me is that Wesley versus Isabella. Wesley has been impressing, and I want has been impressing. It looks like what is it? Antoine Wesley had foot was targeted five times, uh, four receptions for for thirty yards, had two uh, two touchdowns, which is definitely something to 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 put a feather in your cap. And so it was just interesting to me how was how Isabella has been around. This would seem like the perfect opportunity for him to step up, given the fact that we know that uh, DeAndre Hopkins is out, et cetera. So so an opportunity to step up. What's that? Have you seen that? A player on a team that you've been on that you, that somebody a key player is injured or whatever reason is not available, and so you would think that somebody who's been in the league for a few years should be able to step into that to, to that role to be able to try to make a uh, to to make some contributions, but just doesn't. Have you seen that type of stuff happening uh, in teams that you've been on before? 
Oh, absolutely. And it's one of those things, man. It's the, the old thing, opportunity lost, man. And some guys, you know, I don't know. And it's, it's, some guys are those, we, we, we all know them stay ready, you know? Yes. yes. Always, always ready. I mean, yes. they, they dream or, you know, at, at night and they're ready, you know? Right, right. And other dudes, they, they either talk a good game or just when the spotlight shines on them, when they finally get that opportunity, it's like, they get the stage fright. Or here's the yeah. other thing, Jay. We don't know. See, we see end results on Sundays, right? right? We don't know what's going on during the week. Who's balling out during the week in practice? I mean, people think practice at this time of the year is why well, these guys aren't doing this. They're, like, they're dudes still out there trying to impress. And I guarantee you, if somebody's still really hard, working hard in November and December, they'll right. find them some reps on games on Sundays where some guys, you know, they get into cruise control. They think they know their role, and they just want to stay in their lane, right? Other dudes want to get in the fast lane. You know, hmm. I, I'm, I want to drive fast. I want to try to, you know, and those are the dudes that continue to progress, where some guys, like I said, they just get comfortable. Uh, you know, every week I'm going to go out and get my, you know, my reps, and, you know, hey, as long as I get a check at the end of every Sunday, it's all good. You know, <laughs> hey, but in the meantime, somebody else is earning a bigger contract Ooh. over the next bunch of years because Ooh. they're looking like, hey, this dude – He's stay ready. We're going to keep this dude around. The other dude, hey, we can keep him around or we can go ahead and just let that dude go. So, I mean, there's, like I said, there's all kinds of scenarios how things work out because some guys earn jobs going spectacular play as far as the games. Other dudes, man, I'm telling you, you can make hay during the week uh, with their, you know, balling out in practice and stuff like that. I guarantee you, Jay, because I was a dude, whenever I got my opportunities, I tried to take care, take advantage of them. Right. I earned some of my positions by what I did from September. Let's go all the way back. Let's go back to August all the way through December, always mm. being that dude that, hey, I don't care what's fall, what part of my body is falling off right now, or, you know, I'm out there ready to go, and when the bell is whistled or, or rang, I'm, you know, hey, they can depend on me. And I guarantee you some of that goes into the equation of who gets that shine on Sundays. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, so I lied before we get into the, the whole machinations of that. I got another question. Oftentimes when, when we're going through things, right? So whether things are good, you, you have a mantra. Maybe you have a way of thinking, a positive mindset going into something so that even if you fall a little bit off of your path, you still continue to whatever the the, the sayings, the, the work that you put in to kind of keep you grounded, to keep you on on track during that losing streak. Cliff Kingsbury was one that he, he continued to kind of say the same thing. We're going to work. We're going to kind of try to do those same things. He never wavered from that. Is that commendable? I mean, because it seems to me that it's funny because when you're winning, there are people say, we love the way in which you the, this, the, you say the same thing over and over again, and you're repeating that, and that seems to be your mantra. That seems to be your, your philosophy, how you build your culture. Then you start losing, and they say, why are you saying the same thing over and over again? What's up with this culture? Why is that? And then when you win – then all of a sudden it seems that, as I mentioned earlier, that it writes all wrongs. Is staying the course like that, do you love to see that in a locker room since you've been in the locker rooms and clubhouses when, when, the, when the coach or the leader maintains course? Great question, Jay. And a lot of it is, is simply coach speak. Uh, the good ones, they like to keep all issues in-house, meaning if we got things that are, you know, because I used to love to see some of our coaches – you know, we you know we play poorly or whatever, and obviously they have the press conferences and stuff like that. You know, and we as players, you know, we we try to not pay attention to that stuff too much. But every now and then, you're like, 
Well, then, you know, hey, we, we gave it our all. Your coach ain't too mad, you know. And then you get in on Monday, bruh, and, I mean, <laughs> F-bombs are dropped, chairs are thrown, this, that, and the other thing, because it's the emotion, obviously, in-house. Right. As far as coaches, I don't pay too much attention to what they're, like, they're, they're like I said, I call it coach speak. What is he supposed to say, you know? Right. You right. know, it's, it's like that thing, you get to answer the question, hey, we're going to keep working hard. And we know what we got to do. We just got some simple things we got to clean up. You know, guys are still positive on, you know, and then you get into Well, here's, the here's, here's where I'll interrupt you because one of the kind of the reason why that brought to mind was I'm sure you saw the, uh, what is it, the judge, uh, Joe Judge, his rant the, hmm. on, on the other day. It was a, almost a 11 minute, 10 plus minute rant about when he was asked a question about the, the state or the lack, the lack of performance from the team. And so he he goes outside of character. He's just really upset, and you can tell he's just frustrated. And he it's almost as if he broke uh, broke broke from what he was what he typically did. And so when you have somebody like Cliff that no matter what doesn't seem to waver, and we'll get it back on track. We'll get it back on track and saying those things. That's why I was kind of asking that question. Now. When you have a season like the Giants, it's like uh, shaking a can of Coke, man. <laughs> big, well, you remember one of them two two gotcha. liters? You ever drop a two yes, liter? Yes, and that dog, you can see that thing about, you know, and it's, it hadn't even been open yet, and the Fizz is ready to bust that dog on pop open, right? That when you have a season like the Giants, that's what Ooh. it comes down to. He's been ready to, to, to bust for a long time. Kingsbury, like I said, this has been a pretty good run for the yes. Cardinals. To yes. be right now sitting at 11 and 5, already in the playoffs. You had right. the little skid and everything like that. But I guarantee you, like I said, if this would have been a, Five and twelve season instead of twelve and five. We just saw Kingsbury get ready to pop, you know. So I gotcha. said, so when you're in that good zone, you can like I said, it's all about coach speak and moving on to the next and stuff like that. Yeah. What, what Judge is going through, bro. I mean, the heat is getting hot under that seat, you know. Gotcha. And that's I mean, that's just something. And that's I'll equate it to this, Jake. You ever yeah. watch them games, especially in the NBA, because they're so close to the court. Something happens, technical is called, and the head coach is like three dudes holding him back from getting out there. Uh, you know, he wants to go because he already got teed up once. We already know you don't get another one. <clears throat> You're gone, right? So everybody's dragging him, holding him, that kind of stuff. I guarantee you somebody, somebody whether it be a PR dude or somebody, wishes they had been able to go up there and grab Judge around the neck and get him off the, off the podium because it's like, hey, dude, you're almost like you know, hey, through, hey, you've gone too far, but, hey, yeah. he's up there in front of the mic. Now it's too late. You can't stop it, you know. Gotcha. That's just frustration bo- boiling over. Gotcha. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So as promised, let's get into this this uh, this math example here. So here's how it can go. So I'll start from the, from the lowest to the highest in terms of where the Cardinals can finish based upon the losses, based upon how things shake out. So with an Arizona loss and a Los Angeles Rams loss and a Tampa Bay win, and the Dallas win, the Cardinals would be number five, and they would be they would face the number four Los Angeles Rams with an Arizona loss or an Arizona win and a Los Angeles Rams win. The the Cardinals would be number five, and they would go and play the now number four Dallas Cowboys with an Arizona win and a Los Angeles Rams loss. Then the Cardinals would go to number three, and they would play. Uh, they they would play the uh, the San Francisco 49ers, who would drop to number six, and that would be, of course, a home game. With an Arizona win and a Los Angeles Rams um, loss and a Tampa Bay loss, that would elevate them to number two. 
uh, the Cardinals to number two, and they would play number seven Philadelphia Eagles at home at State Farm State. So all that stuff, the, the probably the most likely, you probably think, you're probably like me, probably think they'll end up finishing at five and play the, play the Rams again. What do you think? Yeah, bro, I mean, you were as you were saying that, my eyes started to cross. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, you just asked me something about quantum physics. I'm like, huh? Yeah. I, you know, the, 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 the scenario for me, bro, is let's go out and win our game on Sunday. <laughs> and everything else will take everybody care of else, And by the end of the day, we'll all be experts. We'll all be able to say where the Cardinals are, where the Rams are, Buccaneers, Ooh. et cetera, et cetera. There are too many scenarios for me, bro. And, I mean, that's the cool thing about this extra week and the extra playoff spot, you know, because now, like I said, we got more opportunity. But as far as trying to figure it out, bro, like I said, we'll, I'll be totally uh, uh, an expert <clears throat> once all the games are done on Sunday. Okay, so then let's transition then to the game against the Seattle Seahawks. How do you see this one playing out? You never know how it's gonna how, how it's gonna go because the, the what the the Seahawks they they put a whooping last week on their opponent. So <coughs> prideful bunch, not wanting if they could do anything to be able to try to keep the Cardinals at number five or do whatever they could to damage their their ability to have a better seating, then you know that the Seahawks want to do that. How do you figure out – how do you think that they'll play this? Do you think that the Cardinals could just say it's not worth trying to maybe risk injury to try to get up to number four, get up to number – I mean, number three or number two? We, five is probably our most likely uh, outcome. Let's go ahead and just go ahead and um, try to pull back a little bit so we go into this healthy. How do you think this one plays out with this game against uh, a divisional, divisional rival? Well, I mentioned that to start this one out, Jay, this is a tricky one because you literally have everything to play for and nothing to play for all right. of this time. Uh, for me, this is one of those scenarios where I think Cliff has to come out and everything has to be on the table because you want to finish as high as you can. Think about if you end up don't coming out and preparing and something, all these other scenarios happen, but you didn't handle your business instead of being, as, as you pointed out, as high as a two seed. You just remain at the five, which means you now have to go on the road, you know, that type of thing. I think the Cardinals will come out and hopefully give it everything they got. Here's the tricky part for Seattle coming in here, bro. Okay. I know for a fact, one, everybody wants to play hard for Carroll. We never, you know, there's just been a miserable season for them. What mm-hmm. greater joy would they get jumping on the plane to head back and them putting their foot in our neck and any scenario we had of, Jumping up was dashed because they came in out and beat us in our own house. True. Problem is, they're going to be a, a, a small, but let's call it a small percentage. It could okay. be a medium percentage, but I'm going to say a small <coughs> percentage of guys that are coming in here on that plane from Seattle already thinking about the offseason, bro. You got nothing to play for. You come over here, I guarantee, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> tickling my throat. Guarantee a majority of the guys are going to come ready for thunder. Mm-hmm. What happens in these type of games, Jay, is all of a sudden we jump out to a quick lead or something like that, and dudes will start thinking, man, I don't want no surgeries in the offseason. <laughs> you know, I made it through 17, bro. I'm not getting hurt in quarter number whatever in the last game. Bro, so, so some people will start casting them checks already in terms of calling it a, a wrap on the season. Right. We won't have that issue here because we obviously have everything to play for. <clears throat> if that scenario starts to work its way out, I think we'll be able to see it kind of midway through the game. 
mm-hmm. where I'm not going to say they put up the white flag, but who even knows? Russell, you know, he who knows his future in Seattle? He might not, or who knows? He might not play the entire game. We don't know. Right. So these, all these things are kind of out there. I do think if they come in here and if Kyle says, hey, everybody's playing, we're going to finish this one out, we'll have a game on our hand. But there's a scenario where, like I said, they call the dogs off in the second half and Russell might be sitting over there watching this one to close out. We might get a whole bunch of Geno Smith. We don't even know, you know? <laughs> Indeed. So, I think it's going to be interesting, and we're going to get into this, of course, in much greater detail next week as we're preparing for the playoffs. And who thought that we'd be saying that, uh, especially you and I when we were making our prognostications. But that cornerback, that cornerback position group, it's, it's, uh, it is going to be a good team, whoever they, whoever they play, in that, uh, in that, first, if they play the Rams, and I'm just going to throw this something out here off the cuff here, they they should they will test those cornerbacks. But it's Matthew Stafford, and lately he's been trying to give games away. Yes, he's been trying to give them away. He's <laughs> he, he probably betting on the on the uh, opposition trying to give these games away. <laughs> of course, I'm being facetious, but it's going to be interesting when we break that down a little bit next week. So, uh, so leave me with this. Then, how do you think this will play out? I think the the Cardinals will be victorious. Much of because of what you mentioned there, uh, because I think that the, at some point in time, the the Seahawks will say, you know what, let's just live to fight another day with enough players that even if you're trying to yell and trying to pump them up and say let's finish strong and that's our rival, man, I, man, rival, whatever, <laughs> man, it's it, it is what it is. I got a tea time tomorrow, so I think that the Cardinals, uh, I think it might be one of those, I think it might be maybe a 31-17 game. Yeah, I, I'm with you there, man. I just think we have more to play for. And this would be – now, imagine this, Jay. Everything we've talked about over the last few weeks, Cardinals go over and get that victory in Dallas. And then you come home against an animal that don't even want to be fighting you for the piece of meat, and you end up losing this one. That would further, you know, kind of stamp my <laughs> – I'll tell you, you yes, know, that's well, a good well, point. We always talk about the two rabbit dogs, right? And this yes, one, sir. we got a dog that inside dog. We've been eating kibble all all week. Yeah, he's full. Yeah, matter of fact, bro, he been eating canned food that's soft stuff. <laughs> he ain't got no. T- he don't care about that little, little gristle and stuff you throwing in the middle of the backyard. Oh my god! So yeah. we we got a reason to go out there and try to fight like it's our last meal, or our first meal in a while. Yes, sir. Seattle doesn't. In this situation, we should come out here. This should not even be a contest. In my opinion, we should come out here, especially, like I said, if they call the dogs off early. We shouldn't have any competition in this game. Should not be sweating this one out. I'm with you as far as score. We should put this one away early. And in, in that speaking, you should be able to get Kyler some rest in the second half. So, mm-hmm. you know, 30, 34 to 18, 34, 20, something like that. Be a great way to finish the season and roll into the playoffs. There we go. There we go. So, man, it is interesting. Again, it's been an interesting journey. Now, I got to ask this. So, so the 17th game. So, so last last thing here. 17th game. Do, could you have seen yourself playing a 17th game? Not 17 weeks. 17th game. And how much wear and how much additional wear and tear does that put? On the body, because I think there are some players. They're not players. There are some. There are a lot of fans that just say, "What's the? What's one more week? It's just one more week. It's not a big deal. They get paid for it." But what is that? What is talk again for those people who are new to the podcast? That the how you felt after a game, after after a game with going through the the, the ebb and flow of a football game, Bruh, 
from I, I equate it to this, and I'll tell people all the time: you start off in August. People look at September like the game starts in September, bro. Back in my day, we used to beat each other up in two days, you know. So by the time you got to the season, it was like, God, I made it, you know, just the first week of the season. Then you looked up and you had sixteen games and a bye week mixed in there, which that bye week don't do nothing. Equated like this, bro. Imagine being in a one-car accident. You're driving in your car. You lose control of it. You're going about 50 miles an hour. You careen off the road, and you run smack dab straight forward into a brick wall. Mm-hmm. Imagine how sore and hurt you would be. You know, you'd have, you know, let's take out all the facial issues and stuff like that with glass and all that stuff in your face. But imagine right. how, you know, everybody's been in a fender bender or a bad accident. You know how beat up you felt, right? Right. Imagine doing that. For 18, 19, 20 plus weeks in a row. And every time you did one, you had to get up and do it again the next week. So every See, now you mentioned that. So when, and I've heard players talk about that. And I've heard multiple players, not just yourself, former players that taught that, that give that analogy of a car crash over and over and over and over and over over again. You have to think about what you're putting your body through. People, like, I I remember covering kickoffs and punts and stuff like that in the NFL. (laughs) One of those hits, is the equivalent. Imagine, here's the thing. There, there's Isaac Newton and all them. They talk about those forces and this and all that kind of stuff, right? Yes, I'm, no, I'm no science major or anything like that, but all those different pi- hypotheses and, you know, uh, quantum mass. Objects or, in motion. Uh, objects motion, in motion. You know, yeah. Man, imagine being in motion and all of a sudden being stopped from being in Ooh. motion yeah. out of nowhere, meaning yeah. like blindside hits or <clears throat> the constant repetition of hits, meaning offensive linemen, just defensive linemen, just two immovable objects. You, we always see you see those. Um, uh, you know, the, I, I'm a big nature guy, so I watch those. The Rams out in the wild with them, the big horns, right? You yeah. watch them just banging each other, banging each other. But that's exactly what it is. Minus the Rams, the the horns on your head. You're out there, physical contact. Ooh. It's nonstop. You forget about the fact that okay, well, these guys are playing on. Sunday, but the practice that's put in, I know they've tapered that down a bunch, but all that practice, all that wear and tear, the running, the conditioning, and then you're talking about, well, it's just one more week. Bruh, it is one more week of hell. Mm. And I remember times, Jay, and I'll go back to the Super Bowl season especially, because I was getting a lot of run and play that year. And there were other years when I was in Philly and Detroit where I was getting extensive amounts as well. But that, that year in Atlanta especially – because there was so much on on state. Bro, there were days when I knew I had to get up to get into treatment, so I knew I had to be at the facility no later than, let's call it 7 o'clock. So for me to get out of my bed and make it there without any stops and all that kind of stuff, man, I had to get up at 6.15. You know, bro, I used to get up sometime at 6 o'clock or earlier just so I could sit on the side of my bed mm. and move stuff around that was hurting so bad just to get down to my truck to get to the facility to get treatment, to then have to go practice the whole day, meetings all day, that type of stuff. There were days, bro, where my eyelashes hurt. And I'm, I'm you think I'm joking. Right. I mean, it hurt to blink my eyes because everything hurt that bad. So when you talk about that one extra week is no big deal, bro, there were dudes that, like I said, I do not, you, you know, you look at the, you know how sore and everything, what everything I'm dealing with now physically. Yes, sir all because of that stuff that I used to do and then just work through it because, you know, I couldn't, you know, sit on the IR or take a week off or, bro, I was playing through stuff 
and a lot of guys are, you know, yeah. and some guys aren't. We all know some guys aren't. You know, they got a pinky finger that's hurting, and they'll take a week off or some time off. But guys like myself and the, the, the grunts out there, bro, it is a grind, and it doesn't just start during the regular season. This is it's been going on. A lot of these guys have been hitting and running and conditioning since the summer. So I mean, this is it's not like I said. And these bodies, and that's why I talk about like with Seattle, bro. These dudes, they know. Hey, we ain't got nothing to play for in this one. Hmm. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from. Them. But I would not be, I would not hold it against a dude or two that made a business decision You're right. out there on Sunday for his health versus, eh, you know, I, I had to let that one go. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that. So on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. So when you're out there, when you're watching these games, keep in mind, keep in mind. So doing this for your entertainment, are you not entertained? But one, yes, one additional week. It's like going through multiple, multiple cars. Hey, Jay, crashes. before we go, can I say a couple things, man? Oh, yeah, please um, do. I just want to – we lost some some really big people in the entertainment world along with the sports world over this past couple weeks. And we yes, lost sir. John Madden <clears throat> this past uh, week. Um, John Madden, never met him in my life, but he called a few of my couple to a few of my games. And he was a dude playing the video games, getting an opportunity to have a game called by him especially my NFC championship game, you 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 cherish those moments. Like I said, that dude is bigger than life in terms of football. And then uh, we lost my coach, uh, Dan Reeves, uh, yes, this week. And you know me, bro. I played 15 years of professional sports. I played under – I could – countless managers and coaches in baseball, tons of football coaches, position coaches, head coaches, special team coaches, you name it. And for me, Dan Reeves was the – uh, epitome of a great man, a great coach, a great person, a great figure in my life. And you talk about a loss. I mean, I when I found out he passed, it was uh, just something that, like I said, I haven't seen or talked to Dan in a, a few years. Uh, but that hurt, man, and that that is a loss. And you know, I fought some prayers, got to his family, but he is he's part of my family, my Falcon family, and my personal family. You know, it was one of those instances where I wish I had one more time. I would make one more call hmm. and just to let him know how much he meant to me in terms of giving a former baseball player an opportunity in the NFL to be his tight end, to be on a Super Bowl team when there are a whole lot of dudes out there with probably better resumes. But he saw something in me, brought me onto that team. And obviously that's a big part of my history. But, you know, I, I have so much uh, – Love for that man and sad to see him go. And like I said, thoughts and prayers to his family. And thank you for allowing me to say that, man. Yeah, and I think it's it's one of those things where it, on the air, on our radio show, and then also when we've had conversations, it's not as if this is the first time that I've t- that I've heard you say those those things about him. So I think you've done a great job in terms of letting people know and sharing that because oftentimes just when somebody passes away, they say, I wish, I, oh, I never told you that that was my favorite or he did it. But you've done a great job of, of, of sharing that and passing that on. So Thank you for saying that, man. I appreciate you. For Got sure, for sure. Friend. So make sure you tell a friend and tell a friend about what we have going on here at Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And so we'll see y'all next time. And as always, we're presented by Bet Online, as we always say around this time. You can... I'm going to double it up, but you can too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.